Today is November 13, 2011. Flat across the desert. Recently, Apple's been having a hard time with their batteries in the new iPhone 4S. It's been called Battery Gate, similar to last summer's Antenna Gate. So, what do you think about uh, the battery problems the iPhones have been having? Um, I think it's just another quality control issue. Like they've been trying to. I know costs are super high, but they're just trying to bring down production costs and keep the price inflated. So, do you think it's a problem with iOS 5, or do you think it's actually a problem with the 4S? I think it's a problem with the 4S. Like well, I think it's the hardware. A lot of the, well, a lot of people don't. There's no consensus, but a few people have reported problems with uh, reduced battery life on iPhone 4s. Though there's no consensus about it. But iPhone 4s are old now, so who cares about them? That's true. I mean, but even the iPad 2s had problems with it. Potential. Potentially, um, I, I've been using my iPad 2 for a few weeks now, and I, I just recently upgraded to. Um, I, iOS 5, and I've, I've noticed no difference in the battery. Yeah. So do you think Apple should do anything about it? I think you should continue to make money. <laughs> Definitely. But I mean, for the consumers, I mean, for normal people, do you think anybody actually is experiencing this problem, and should they actually care about it? They should care so much to buy the iPhone 5 when it comes out. Well, I mean, I think that's what's going to happen with a bunch of people. Uh, people who suspect this is a problem with their handset, they'll, they'll go out and buy the iPhone 5, even though it's out of contract. I mean, what are they also going to do? Right. Um, if, if the phone sucks, what are you going to do about it? Bring it back? They complain about dust underneath the screen and all these other features I that mean, aren't working. Well, that's another thing people have mentioned. There's been weird uh, discoloration problems with the iPhone 4S. Oh, I haven't heard about that. Um, some people were talking about how the screen was slightly more yellow. Um, and the last time, uh, the iPhone 4, uh, uh, just a regular iPhone 4, uh, it actually did have problems with the yellow screen. The glue they used um, didn't dry fast enough because they're shipped directly from China to the stores. Mm. So when they were purchased, the glue didn't have enough time to dry it between the seal of the screen and the uh, LED. But we've always noticed anomalies in, uh, on Apple product screens. Like yeah. um, uh, our classic example, if you look at the black and white picture of Steve Jobs, and if you tilt the screen on some random screens, including the MacBook Air, it, it appears it's colored but on most screens like on my iPad um, it just continues to look white no matter what angle um, because that, I mean that's how the iPad is it's designed to be usable from any angle right, that's the IPS display that that's how it's supposed to yes. be but apparently the MacBook Airs and don't iMac. have um, they don't have that kind of uh, IPS display technology that there's a 180 degree viewing angle you know, the colors very much differ between angles yeah. And when I bought my LED monitor, um, I, I read on the new on Newegg that many people were complaining about the colors bleeding and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it displays text; it works. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not that picky. Um, but you know, there are designers out there that need to have that color calibration. Name one. I, I don't know any designers. Yeah, me, me neither. I'm sure there's somebody. They're just on another hole in the earth. Unmentionable group. Yeah. yeah. Designers. Who who does that? People who can't do what we do. Okay, so that's true. And uh, I guess it's up, now up to me. Um, so I know everybody knows that um, there's a new controversial .xxx domain names available, but um, apparently school districts have been buying um, their school district the districts domain uh, top domain names and then adding the .xxx to it for fear that um, 
people, like if some student's going to take it as a joke, because some student definitely has $25,000 to spend on pranking their school. Um, but just, the school just doesn't want a bad rep. Like, imagine St. Paul Public School District's dot .xxx. We could have so much fun with that. I mean, but but in reality, I mean, nobody has that kind of money just to waste on that kind of a joke. But Jobs. Even, yeah, but I mean, even if a person did have that kind of money, you know, I'm sure there's some kind of legal action that can be taken with that group. Um, I don't remember but, what the terms of service were for the those XXS domain names, but I think um, there's an injunction thing you can file beforehand so that you can block other people from registering it if you don't want to register. So if you're a legal entity, you can stop it from happening. Now that, that's interesting, because, like, you know how a company, like, like Nissan, um, automotive, like, there's a, there was a company called Nissan Computer, and they had Nissan.com, mm -hmm. but there's Nissan Automotive that was made first, but they didn't get to the website right. first. So well, how, it's a special thing set up within the domain registrar for XXX. Hmm. So but, the registrar handles it all. But isn't .xxx just kind of like a free-for-all? Like, it's not. No, I don't, I don't remember who the registrar is, but it's a certain group that does the registering, and um, that group controls all of it. So for the most part, if somebody has a legal uh, obligation to domain name and they don't want somebody else to register it, they don't technically have to pay for it if they don't use it. They can have it withheld from everybody else, though. Okay, I didn't know that. I don't know what other things they'd have to do for the filing or for payment, but I, I don't think they have to pay the full 25000 Yeah, because you should hurry up and get um, ifupdown.xxx. I know, right? Because um, okay. those Debian guys definitely want it. I know. So, apparently, um, with the widespread appeal of tablets now, including that iPad 2 over there... Um, People are apparently watching videos 30% more than on their usual desktop counterparts. So what do you think would cause that? Well, the reason I have my tablet is, um, like, whenever I watch a video on it, um, it's very rare that I do that because the screen is just so small, but the portability is really nice because when you have, when, like, let's say you're on the bus and you want to watch a movie, like, you don't have your desktop with you then. And when you have your desktop, you actually have work to do. Yeah. So it's just, it's just an inconvenience not to carry around a generator and a desktop. I mean, I mean it, seem, it seems weird because in my in, in my experience, I've watched way less video on a tablet because of the small screen size, but also just how much work it is to find a video to watch. That, that's true. Um, YouTube um, on the iOS 5, or just all iOS devices in general, um, like, like if you want to find the official music video of a song that you like, you can't find that for some reason, yeah. which we still we which we were looking at this last week. Um, we couldn't figure out why they were being blocked. Apparently, but, it, it seems to have something to do with the rights. Like uh, certain songs but, don't have the mobile rights enabled. But it's YouTube. It's they publish it for right. the general public. Yeah. So, so I, I don't it's, follow it's that. Yeah, that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. You think the draw would be there for mobile devices too? Yeah. You think the rights would be the same on all devices, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, after you publish to YouTube, you're done with it. It's right. published. It's public. Mm -hmm. But I, I still don't understand why people would watch more video on their tablet than on a desktop. Uh, what what makes cap what makes it captivating to watch a video on a tablet compared to a desktop? Um, I mean, is really it, hard time finding file formats that are acceptable. No, but I mean, is it that once you're locked into a video on the tablet, you're much more inclined to stay engaged in the video than going to something else? 
Ooh, that that'll be a problem, especially if you're on the bus again, because um, then you just missed your stop and you're in another city. <laughs> well, or, or in down, some murderous to, neighborhood, or just down the block, I suppose. But I mean, I think I think the kind of thing with the tablet is that you're much more focused on one thing, and that you don't have options to go to other places on the system. That's true, because I find myself a lot of times getting bored of Angry Birds. Like, um, right. Sometimes just watch. But despite how bored you are, you continue playing because getting back into the system, there's a certain part of entry for that. On a desktop, you can just swipe over to a different desktop and go to a different app really quick. Oh yeah, and on the desktop, there's more than just entertainment purposes. Right. Okay. And so, um, another mobile problem, um, or not just mobile, um, social community. So everybody knows about Facebook. And um, apparently, in the terms of service, um, it specifically instructs you not to give your password to another user. Um, so it's just, it's it's part of the password security. Like they don't want people giving their passwords to other people. Well, um, apparently, a judge has ordered um, a divorce court judge has ordered a couple swap Facebook passwords. I guess there's a lot of um, slander and other things going on, and um, there's a lot of um, just the couple were having affairs and stuff and they're publishing it on their Facebook but um I guess you can order a couple to do that so I don't I don't know what marriage laws there are but technically when you're married aren't you becoming a single entity oh yeah because you can't testify each other in court so so I mean technically if this happened and they weren't divorced yet I mean couldn't you say then that they weren't giving it to each other they were just putting it on the other side of their mind or something I mean the point is even if you say that you can't give a password to another special or significant other, I think it's pretty much the same as knowing it yourself. I mean, in the terms of service, it also says you have to be over 13 to be on it, and then look at that. Um, Nobody it, it, follows that either. Like, parents are making Facebooks for their new year right. born child. Yeah. Like when the, because, but when you have a baby, what's the first thing you do? You take a thousand to thousands of photos of it, mm -hmm. and then you post it on line on Facebook so other people can say, oh, your baby's cute, now send me money. Right. Um, another thing about that is that Facebook, you know, they shouldn't really care about it uh, too much because uh, it's not their responsibility to keep that safe in, in the terms of, on the outside. Yeah. I mean, it, they just have to worry about security. They really shouldn't care who knows if it's legally given. I think that, because a lot of sites do that, just to, just to denounce all liability, like to mm -hmm. just throw it out there, just throw it to the user and just not care. So, I mean, did Facebook, was Facebook ordered to let this happen, or did the term... The couple, the, the couple had know, to I give... Know, the, I know, but did the terms of service, the, the, the judge, also in addition to ordering the couple to exchange, did the judge say that Facebook had to allow it? No, no. Um, this was just—it has nothing to do with Facebook. The couple just has to just write breaks, it down in a post-it note. But it just breaks the terms of service on the side. Yeah, the, the judge probably didn't even know that because right. who, who yeah. reads this thing? It's like worse than iTunes. It's like eleven pages of nonsense. Yeah, definitely, that is a kind of an odd thing. Yeah, but you know, I I don't have that problem with passwords. I mean, if I had to give my password to somebody, I couldn't. Because <laughs> that's very true. Uh, I, I you know I, I don't actually know any of my passwords because they're all just generated for me and they're stored somewhere. I don't even know. I'd love for you to explain that to a judge that has no idea what a computer is. Yeah, it's, I I don't think this is going to work too well. I, I actually honestly I don't know any of the passwords I have. Yes. Yeah. Well. So we were just talking about you know court a court case and, um, you know for. Uh, file sharing, there's been a recent litigation finding that, you know, when when uh, somebody is sued because they're file sharing, 
and ends up driving up piracy in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, I was reading that... Uh, I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the company's name. I'm, I'm not a gamer, but um, they re this company did a study a few years back um, that they were, they were releasing games for like $60, and then they realized that, hey, we were not making any money because people are just torrenting it. Um, but if we charged like um, twenty dollars for it, people are more likely to just to, just to flat out buy it. Um, I think it was Valve. Yeah. Like they released things through Steam. Yeah. Um, they pioneered Steam yeah. essentially. Like they Ex made yeah. Steam happen. Mm -hmm. So um, there's a part of uh, a term paper I have at the University of Minnesota. I'm actually writing about the two bills in Congress and the House um, to protect IP and e-parasite. And uh, one of my sources is that. Um, Ars Technica or uh, some some blogging group, they published uh, a research done by some school somewhere, and the research shows that people who pirate content actually end up buying that content more because it's a sample before you buy kind of thing. Um, I can testify to that. Um, like I've can downloaded. You testify? Make sure you want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, um, I I know um this guy named um. Stephen Duchesne, and um, he's a real good friend of mine, and um, see, he loved Fruit Basket for the little cute girl in the short skirt that likes to say, Oh, Kawaii And then, um, then he went out and just bought all the books, and he bought all the, the complete season. And so, I mean, then the writers got the money and that, just because so, he liked it. So it, it's this kind of sampling before you buy uh, mentality and uh, think about all the things you do about that in the real world. Uh, you know, before you buy like a big box of cookies, you small you try a small box of cookies. No, 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 because the big box is cheaper. <laughs> well, okay then. So there you go. But that's not how it works in media. Uh, you you always yeah. sample something before you try buy it. Like think um, of Fooly Cooly. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not gonna think about that. Oh, I guess because the digitally remastered had some uh, time skipping issues. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Well. But just think about, like, you're buying a uh, $60 game for for your computer. You're, you're not going to waste that $60 on a game that could end up being terrible. Um, a few a few years ago, I remember uh, Spore came out. Do you remember Spore? Uh, no, I do not. Um, well, it had very, very uh, limiting derm restrictions. So you had to, uh, you only could activate it three times in total, unless you called EA. Um, and you had to have a percent persistent internet connection. Um, so there, there was a lot of um, controversy about that, and so what ended up happening is that it had the lowest score or reviews on Amazon, and pretty much every other site that had, you know, user-generated reviews. Um, so that, that kind of thing happens, I think. Yeah, but I, I don't really look at user reviews when I buy a game. Like, um, Command & Conquer 4, I like the game so much I bought two copies of it. Even though on Amazon, there's 254 people saying this is a one-star game. And it is, while it's true that it is the worst Command & Conquer game there is, um... It, You're staying loyal to the series, right? Yeah, I, I, I love Command no, & Conquer, but I think which I've torrented one... Uh, 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 Stephen Duchesne has torrented several copies. No, but I mean, I think it's fine to torrent something to try it out and then buy it if it's good. I bought two copies. Great, you bought two copies even. Um, but, I mean, there's a certain level of when torrenting is just too much. Um, so Steve Jobs in 2005 was saying that uh, the, pir the, the piracy is running uh, the music industry into the ground and 
uh, what people really, really prefer is to have content priced at a reasonable level and easy access to it. So, he, you know, iTunes... Was, Ease of access is a thing. I mean, iTunes is that. Um, if you think about it, Steam is essentially what that is. Instead of paying $60 for a game, you're paying, you know, a third of that. And, in addition, you just download it. It's done. And it's, it's and, it greener. Pop, and it and it pops up on every computer you have essentially. Exactly. Um, iTunes is exactly the same way. Uh, you download it on one computer, and all your music is everywhere. It's simple. Uh, Netflix is pretty similar to that. You you pay your flat, what eight ninety nine a month or something, mm -hmm. and you watch any movie they have on the service. You know, Which isn't that money. Well, but it's more than nothing. And even if you wanted, you could get the DVDs and suffer that way. But and um, so tell me, how is the core on Netflix? Well, see, that's funny because uh, the problem with Netflix, Netflix is in a unique position. You think they'd be uh, reducing piracy overall, but Netflix in the, is in this position to actually end up increasing piracy, in my opinion, um, because some movies aren't on there for no logical reason, such as Independence Day, uh, the core um, context on there. Oh, well. That's good. Well. Uh. Yeah, maybe. Well, anyway. Open to interpretation. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't every book, though? Um, so, I mean, Netflix has some kind of grasp on what they're doing. They have, they know if they're causing piracy or not. But, um, a little off topic, do you remember Amazon just released their um, book lending program? Yes, they do. And so um, there's a lot of controversy about that being, like, not book piracy, but um, you just take the book, and it's just like a library online, then you just kind of see that. So, which part of the lending? Do you mean the lending monthly per monthly thing, or yeah, like the, you get, the, the, the interperson lending? Um, the interperson lending thing. I, I'm not sure how. I know, like, I, for you, I think, from my understanding, you buy a book and then you can send it to a person for a few days. Fourteen days, apparently. Yeah, um, and, only and you can once. only do it once. Right. Um, I I don't like that. Um, well, so on my blog, I've ranted about this profusely, and um. One of the things I called it is the lack of redistributable properties. So when I buy a book, you know, at Barnes and Noble, and it's a physical copy, I can read it and then give it to somebody else. A tax evasion? <laughs> no, uh, I can give it to somebody else and they can read it. Um, so that kind of redistributable property is really important to me as a reader because there are a lot of books I really love and I want to share them with other people. Um, I used to have a collection of books at home, but I gave those all away because I wanted somebody else to enjoy them. That tax evasion. No, not at all. <laughs> okay, um, not at all. So uh, the problem with Amazon is they don't have uh, a decent way to do something with a book after you've read it. I don't need to have a book in my library, you know, in the archives on Amazon Kindle for five years. I could really just give it to somebody else and let them enjoy it. Um, and the only solution I can see for this is to have some kind of mechanism to keep track of it, and I'm sure Amazon can do it. Amazon's amazing. Yeah, it, it's Amazon. Yeah, it's okay. Right, it's Amazon. Yeah. I think you've got the last one. And then, um, uh, I know we've been talking about um, piracy of video games and stuff. I, just, I would just like to take this opportunity to make something very clear. P2P is peer-to-peer um, -peer file sharing. It does not pay to play. What what source are you reading that says that it is? The world. Um, See, I've never heard of pay to play. I, I've never heard of that being... You've never played RuneScape. If you look at RuneScape, like they have like 
leet speak column. Like it shows you all the things like noob is the official way to say newbie, and then they have no P two P. It's like because RuneScape, you it's like it's like a demo thing. Like yeah. You get you can play on this world, so it's and like, then you have to pay that, to uh, expand the world. Kind of mentality. Yeah, like so you get like most of the world for free, and then you have to pay to extend it. Huh, sounds like reality then. Oh yeah. Yeah, piracy. Oh, yeah. Imagine that though. Yeah. And then um, this is Matthew Petrel signing off. And this is Ryan Rampersad also signing off.